Welcome to the Let's Get Into It coaching podcast. My name is Joanne McMillan from joanne.ie and I'm delighted that you have joined me. Each of the episodes are filled with coaching and lessons on how to tune into our intuition, how to become more intuitively aware and how to use our intuition as a guide in our daily life. I'm so excited to get started. So let's get into it. So hello, everybody, and to another episode of the Let's Get Into It coaching podcast. Today, I am totally excited to have my guest on, Paddy Moran, who is a neuro coach. And I'm going to tell you more about Paddy now, and he will tell you more about who he is too. But first of all, very welcome to another episode of our interviews with our heart-centered entrepreneurs and how people use their intuition as an asset in their business. So Paddy, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, right, thank you for having me here, Joanne. Yeah, yeah it's super so good. Connect. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. So yes. Paddy is like, he used, he used the word connect there. And I have to say that is who Paddy is at heart. Is He's all about connection. And you'll hear more about it now um, as the conversation unfolds. But... I want to read this from your LinkedIn page, Patty. And you say here, using science, I help business owners and leaders to connect their teams so that they can achieve more shared success. I love that so much. Would you please tell us a little bit more about what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, Joanne. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so what I do, so I have a background in neuroscience, Joanne, so I work as a neuro coach and you know, as you, you know from, from your work, everything starts up here in the, in the yes. brain. So what I do is I help teams, leaders and, um, and people throughout the organization uh, understand how to use their brain more efficiently, effectively. You know, we get into wonderful things I talk about behaviors motivation emotional intelligence so it's a oh. it's a it's a huge area but it's kind of let's make neuroscience easy to understand and bring it okay. into the workplace okay. um but also so to use their to use their brain but also to use their heart so i'm all about you know i talk a lot about people bringing their hearts to work um you know we're not living in the 1980s anymore where leave your emotions at the door leave your heart at the door. we can't do that you know no. so this is these are all these are all connected so um yes. yeah so there's the word connected again joanne so yes for me it's about connecting teams connecting teams uh, connecting leaders and teams and connecting organizations yes absolutely so what does it look like when somebody brings their heart to work Oh, lovely question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So when someone brings their heart to work, for me, it's them bringing their authentic selves. Okay. And you're really dipping into the area of psychological safety here, yes. where I'm saying, I can, I can, I have permission to be myself and I'm giving you permission to be yourself. Yes. So bring your heart, bring your emotions. It doesn't mean that we're going to be sitting around crying and talking about our emotions all day, but to know that there's a place for emotions in, yes. in the workplace. And, yes. you know, all the decisions we're making are, there's emotions, yes. there are emotions involved. So really, really important to be, and especially from a leadership point of view, Joanne, I think leaders allowing themselves to be vulnerable, mm. you know, to show their heart, mm. um, 
turn up with their hearts every day because you know that's what leadership you know yeah. is all about yeah yes heart-centered leadership i think it's so important that um i think for so many years you know leaders of companies have been you know seen to be the tough guy you know the guy that makes the decisions that separate us from the rest of the company or the team or the whatever he's the lone wolf there at the top of the of the of the permit you know and um yeah i think i it's so good to hear that a lot of that is busy changing and that leaders of companies are becoming that little bit more vulnerable and sharing who they are you know um in many different ways and somebody who i i've always admired in just being himself you know love him or loathe him it would be richard branson and it's like mm. he's just totally himself and he allows his his employees his teammates his management just to be themselves you know and i i love that i've always loved that so do you see a big change around that or is that part of the work you do can we say thank you to you that that is happening <laughs> I'm doing more of themselves at work. <laughs> I, I wish I'm, I'm I'm playing a small part, um, small part to one. It's it's definitely like I think, especially with everything that's happened over the last two years. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, there's a really interesting paper that was just released two weeks ago by MIT Sloan. Um, uh, with this the great resignation that's going on and people are leaving jobs and like the number one reason for people leaving jobs um is toxic cultures yeah, wow. which, is, which is really really interesting so it, i think culture is always it's so there's a lot of talk about culture and it's like what i what i would say is if we're not intentional about our culture yes creating a good culture yes there's going to be a culture there anyway there'll always yes. be a culture uh so it's really, really important that I feel that organizations are intentional about creating a culture. Um, number one, so what does the customers want to, what do you want your customers to experience? You know, yes. what do you want your team to experience? Um, so like if when we have our culture right, um, and yes, there's bumps in the road, like, like, like everything else, um, even if so even introducing the language of culture into the workplace and going, so, so what is culture this is so this is how we behave together this is our shared attitude this is our shared beliefs here's what it should be like when you work here yeah. um and the last two years have have shown us hang on there's more to life than just work totally. um and you know and people are now looking to work for organizations um where where they have this heart you know where does mm. you know there has to be that pulse within the organization um people want to do a good day's work but they want to feel looked after they want to feel cared for you know so like, a very very basic needs yes um yeah. here but it's you know so bringing that conversation into the workplace um interesting hugely important joanne yeah. yeah so it's it's really you know if you well as i'm listening to you you know what i'm kind of seeing in my mind is you know when you talk about company culture and that it's you know around our basic needs it's really it's like how do you keep a, a tribal village safe <laughs> you know safe and secure and fed watered you know all of those kind of things and it's like you know if, if we bring those into emotional terms i'm wondering 
well, what would you say is the basic needs? What are the basic needs needed in an organization for there to, you know, for somebody to feel like this is a safe environment for me to work, to be myself, to bring my ideas, to, you know, go for the promotion, to, you know, you know, you know, put themselves forward, really. What would you say are those, if, if we equate those basic needs into emotional terms, well, what would you say is that? Yeah, so it's a sense of belonging, the oh, sense yes. of to, the sense of togetherness, like even that word togetherness that we're, you know, yes. we're in this together. Yeah. Um, so and if you have that sort of belonging, uh, you know, feeling included, because if, if we if we don't feel included, mm. Joanne, you know, and if we're feeling excluded, you know, that's going to register as real pain in our mm. brain. Yeah. Um, and if I'm experiencing this pain in my brain from feeling excluded, I'm now not doing my best work. I'm oh. now not showing up as best as I can wow. with, with, with my team. So for me, it, it's about this belonging. It's about yeah. this connection. <laughs> Here we go yes, again. Yes, so yes. it's creating that connection. And even when we think about connection, because a connection is such a big, for me, it's such a big word. Yes. So when I think about connection, so number one is the person being connected with themselves understanding themselves okay mm -hmm. then there has to be a connection to the company mm -hmm. connection to the leader connection to what this organization does for the greater world yes. um connection to the vision connection to the goals uh, wow. of the organization um so if we can get that sense of togetherness um yeah. that that piece of inclusion um and feelings of connectedness to everything that's going on then that's that's that that's when you've got a heart in the company for me then in my in my opinion that's when yes. there's a good heart in the company okay mm. oh and it, i i can really I, I can really resonate with that not from necessarily a company perspective but it's like so many of us at a core level you know have that um work that we need to do around a sense of belonging you know and I remember um, listening to Brene Brown's book, um, which one, I can't remember which one it was, but it, I can't remember, but it was about that sense of belonging and how you fit nowhere. And really the only person you belong to at the end of the day is yourself. And she really digs into that sense of belonging, but it's like how important that is, you know, for us, you know, to belong and, you know, back you know in in the day as they say but back many years ago in kind of tribal times it's like that was one way that they punished people is by excluding them from the tribe and leaving them out in the cold so they they're away from warmth connection you know both external and internal warmth and that was a way of punishment you know so you saying that that register as pain in the brain i can totally hear what you're saying you know and how that would influence somebody you know um in you know performing at work but also um yeah i can't even you know when, when you say that it's like wow that will hit you on so many different levels so many different levels for sure My yeah because it's even you know when you look at inclusion and this could be the simplest thing of leaving somebody off an email yes not giving a member of the team an update of what happened at a meeting um there's just yes. smallest things that can have a huge impact on a person and their performance and totally. 
you know, so, so some of the phone calls that say I could get from such and such is not performing. Yes. Okay. Um, I tend to let's let's look at the process. Let's look what's going on here as opposed to the person. And yes. you know, have we asked what's going on for that person? Yes. Um, and I think that's that's key. So if we're seeing a change in behavior of someone who's been a good performer or a high performer, um, yeah. if we're seeing a change in behavior, there's generally something going to be going on totally. for that person. Um, and I think this is where the heart center leadership comes into play. That you know we've got genuine leaders Joanne who will ask the question how are you yes and actually mean it <laughs> and actually mean it yeah. um and and listen and to, you know to give team members that safe place wow. and you're going to have that sense of belonging now you've got the inclusion now yeah. now we've got connection yeah. am I going to go anywhere if I have this yes no am I going to perform better if I have this inclusion connection of course, I'm going to perform better. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Because if we're, yeah, if we feel like we're part of something, we we want to do everything for that something to succeed. You yeah. know, uh, you know, if you can even just look at soccer fans, <laughs> you know, they belong to this something that they don't even not even quite part of. They're not part of the team. <laughs> They're the fans, you know, yeah. and how they can stand together as well mm. that's amazing and it, it's interesting to say that so even if you look at soccer and i'm not i'm not a soccer fan right but what you would see right is you'd say so say you've got you've got man united and you've got liverpool okay yeah. so you've got liverpool fans united fans and you know they're slagging yeah. off one another whatever happening yes. now when they go to, for these teams members of these teams come together to play for the country of england yes, yes. these fans come together yes yes exactly so it is that sense of yes we're, we're in this together and we're yeah. in it together and we've got that connection only we'll, for a little while <laughs> yeah. yeah only for a little while and um, we'll do amazing things we'll do amazing things yeah. totally yeah and you know and what you're saying there even is like it might be something, and which is not always small, but it could be an oversight of leaving somebody's email off a circular, you know, or whatever. And the person who has been left off that email might feel it's too small or too insignificant to report or to talk about or to say, oh, I felt left out in that. And it's like, you know, and might leave it, but still have all those feelings of being left out you know, of something or being excluded on something. Um, so I, I can imagine it's like, you know, if there was a safe environment, you know, somebody might go, it's like, sure, why did you leave me off the email? <laughs> Whereas if there wasn't a safe environment, they might not say it at all. You know, um, they might not address it. They might not say that, oh, I, I felt a bit left out there. You know, even if they say it in a joking way, um, they might not say it at all, you know, and it might fester, you know. After one really, really impact their their um their performance in the company, but always also their I'm sure their personality at work as well, you know. And it's like yeah. it's so so you know, this this whole story of connection and disconnection. It's like, do you have any really good stories or examples for us <laughs> around around stories of connection and disconnection? And what what is it that I really need to be happy? Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So stories of connection. Well, where uh, did you see where people felt connected that it really 
yeah so yeah so when seeing a team you know i suppose yeah when i think back over the last year i've seen it not dysfunctional teams but disconnected teams yes coming together um when they come together right and they the, the get the sense of connection when they they're showing up as their authentic selves yes. um, and to see some of the magic that happens uh, on the back of that and what they achieve together you know there's one particular team that I'm, I'm thinking of and I'm, we're just over a year working together and we've done a huge amount of work around psychological safety amazing um at this you know an amazing team um who didn't want to offend one another right didn't, you know, get, get on really, really well. Um, and, but, you know, not challenging the status quo. And I go, come on, yeah. let's, let's, let's make it safe here to challenge the status quo. So we did yes. a lot of work around psychological safety. Um, and that work around building trust and psychological safety in their workplace transformed their business, wow. literally transformed their business. And, you know, it's just, it's just beautiful to walk in and to see this team now challenging each other in a respectful manner and yes. knowing that it's done for the greater good of the team yes. um yeah so yeah so that's like what i when i think of connection like i just i i, I just see the journey um and i, I just see this as say with all, all the organizations i work with at the moment mm. it's there is a cycle that we go through and yes. psychological safety is a huge part of that yeah. totally. um um when the teams are really connected uh, and not be afraid to say to one another, you know what, Joanne, that wasn't really your best work. You no, know? exactly. Uh, Joanne, you left me off an email there. What, what's going on with you today? Yes. Without the fear of you shouting at me, yes. putting me down, making a joke of me. Um, or taking it personal. <laughs> like that's, you know, yeah. and, like it's, that, and that's, that's really, when you have that in an organisation, um, you, you you get out of each other's way. I was that you this morning? You'd post on social media about getting out of your own way. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. well, so like so we need to get out of each other's way some sometimes. Totally. Yeah. 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 And yes, and I can totally see it's like how my ego could be in somebody else's way that could do it better. But if we're not connected as a team. I might not want to give them that opportunity or I might not want to give them space, you know? Um, and I suppose that is the huge difference between head driven or ego driven and heart driven places, isn't it? You know, but if I truly feel like we're connected as a team, I might, you know, truly acknowledge that somebody else might be better than me in something, you know, it's it's lovely to see, and again, this is the the head and the heart piece, you know. And yes. I'm constantly going. So even during meetings, like some of the stuff we do during meetings, going okay. So let's here's the piece from the head. Here's the piece mm-hmm. from the heart. What's happening yes. for people? So we're even asking that question. Yes. Um, and sometimes I suppose what I would see, and even leadership, and I've been guilty of this in leader leadership positions that I've been in, was this need to be right. Yes. You know, as a leader, oh, I, I need to be right. Now, now I would say to leaders, you know, so when someone challenges us, and, you know, and this will happen to me as well, someone will challenge something that I'm saying, but rather than letting ego take over and going, okay, let's get curious about this. What's, yes. 
what's this other person saying? Um, yes. Because they probably have a better idea than I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been able to park, just park the ego. Um, so getting curious is another, it's something that I talk yes. quite a bit. Of. Let's get curious about that. What's actually happening there um, yes. without the ego taking over? Yeah. 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 Amazing. Mm. Well, it's, it's so, it sounds like such interesting work. It really does. And I know it's like, I don't want to say you're new because you've been into this now for a couple of years, but you were working for other companies before, before you started your own business and before you became a neuro coach for companies, uh, you know, and creating psychological safety for them. What has that journey been like for you? to move from a collective like that to moving into doing your own thing by yourself <laughs> because, yeah. because I, you know I think for a lot of entrepreneurs that can be it can be seen as a, a lonely space but I think the type of work you do really balances that out with the connection piece you know that you're connecting to companies and helping their teams to connect but what's that like been like for you you know this transition journey for you from <laughs> from a collective to a solo <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, like I, I'm, I'm like I'm so grateful that I get to work with teams. So that's yeah. that's where I've got this nice I've got this nice balance. balance yeah. Um, like yeah, I like haven't worked like the, the last job I was in. I was there for 15 years. Wow. Um, <laughs> and you know you talk about intuition. Um, yes. I was to leave in March. That famous March before the world went turned upside down. Um, and the, the, a great great boss leo who was working for at the time he's like how do you always have a job here you'd be crazy to set up your own business at the moment um so i stayed on so the security uh, didn't yes. know what was happening in the world it was it was in august that year um and i just knew that i had still had to set up my own company okay. uh, i knew that i wanted to work with with more teams yeah. um but another conversation with my boss and so listen i'm going to go till the end of the year and then i'm going to set up my own company and it was that was really trusting that was trusting the gut and everyone was saying petty you're crazy it's a, it's you know it's a pandemic and then i think i set up in i left in december and i set up in the january and of course we're in lockdown straight away yes january we um but uh, I've, I've been blessed that you know all my work has like all my work has been uh, referral work um and the work has just came it came towards me uh, so blessed to work with the teams that i'm working with um would i go back to being employed again uh, no no <laughs> why not <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love the I, I just i love the freedom of doing my mm. of, of doing my own thing yeah um, i love being able to help not just one company, but multiple yeah. uh, companies. Yeah. And you just get to learn so much from all these different teams and different leaders around the country. Um, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah. So I, the transition, yes, there was a huge amount of fear to want. Was yeah. I terrified? Of course I was terrified. <laughs> um, but I really lived into intuition. Yes. And um, yeah, and thankfully it's, it's, it's been so, a great success. Yeah. So I'm curious about that. It's like I always ask this question usually at the end, but I would love to even as we're talking about it now, maybe mm. chat about it. It's like you said, it was very much I followed my gut and my intuition. So how did you know this was the right thing for you? How did I know? I 
So how do you know when your intuition says yes and when your intuition says no? Yeah, so what I what I find what what I find a lot of head stuff going on. Yes. Right? So all these questions, all the the what ifs and the yeah. financial questions, all these things, right? Um, and for me, I would feel my intuition and I go, what's going on there? And to be, you know, to, to be that self-aware and go, okay, so I'm feeling this. Where am I feeling this? Mm -hmm. What 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 is my gut mm. really, really telling me? I'm a huge believer in journaling. Yes. Um, and I journaled. Uh, so how do I really list my intuition around this? Two things, being present, okay, yes. in nature. Yes. And being present with myself, being present with what's going on. Yes. Um, and journaling okay. to really just get a sense of what was really happening inside of me. So okay. trusting that gut feeling, um, it's, it's inner work. And yes. most people, you know, there's loads of different things over the years I would have pushed away going no don't do that you know um yes. where the head would take over so yeah yeah so for me it's Joanne that intuition it's we need to lean into that intuition a lot a lot more so mm. you mentioned it I'm gonna ask the question mm. <laughs> so where in your body do you feel your intuition I know you mentioned the gut but where in your body do you feel it yeah, so for me, um, I've, I'd always feel my intuition around my stomach, my heart okay. area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and what is that feeling? That feeling is, it's actually one of peace. And okay. it's, it's, quite, it's quite interesting because it's actually one, it's a calmness yes. um, that's there if we listen to it. But the, yes. the head tries to make it sound like, don't listen to that. Yes. Uh, so for me, it's you know, the stomach, the heart going, okay, so what's actually, what's, yes. what, what's actually going on, on there and yes. really yes. pay attention to it. Okay. Um, so for you, it's a peaceful feeling. Yeah, for me, it's is there, definitely. Is there a color associated with it or not? Yeah, for me, uh, does, for that... me, it's an orange. Yeah, for oh, me, really? it's an orange. Yeah, oh. it's an orange. Yeah, it's, a, okay. it's like an autumn. It's like yes. an autumn. Um, yeah, it's all tuning in to that and I can yes. see that when you know different things when, when there is a lot of when there could be head over heart stuff going yes. on um, okay so mm. just for clarity's sake so if you were to make a decision yeah and you go it's this decision or this decision yeah so would, is it fair to say then the decision you choose and it has a peaceful feeling and autumnal orange about it <laughs> It is the right choice. It's the right choice. Yes, okay. Absolutely. So yeah. What would the wrong choice be? What would be the, the choice that's not right for you? How would how would your body feel? And yeah, so I, so if something's not right, so if i how do I feel that in my body? So it's usually my shoulders, my arms, okay. the tension. The ten, <laughs> tension starts to happen. Like, that's that's not a good feeling. That's no. <laughs> I want to yes. I don't I don't want to I don't want to feel tense. Um, yes. okay. Yeah, so that's usually yeah, something going on or feeling tense. I go, oh, this, yes. this is, you know, because we, our body tells us yes. when things are it right totally and we're not right. You yes. know? Yeah. yeah, I totally mm. believe, you know, that is, if we just, you know, become more aware of the messages our bodies have, you know, that is, mm. it's our intuitive voice very often lives in the body, you know, mm. unless you have developed your, 
your clairaudience, your your clairvoyant skills. If you haven't yet, it's like that's where your intuition lives. It's in that feeling mm. that's in the body, but we won't be able to listen to it if we don't bring our awareness to the body, you know. And that's what it's really saying. Yeah, it's so I find it fascinating, and it's so different for everybody. Every single person's intuitive voice feels mm. and sounds and looks different, you know. Mm. So it's always that's so lovely. Thank you for sharing that with us. So you would say your inner GPS, yeah. As I, you know, as I always talk about the inner GPS is that that peaceful feeling. It's like when the needle goes to that peaceful place in myself, and there's a lovely soft autumnal orange (laughs) if I feel into this or bring this choice in. Yeah. Yeah. How amazing. Yeah. And if you're listening out there. I would recommend you find your own color, (laughs) your own feeling, you know, of what it is. And the best way to do it is just to to practice it. You know, if you go to the earlier episodes of the Let's Get Into It podcast, I talk about all of those kind of things (laughs) of how to develop your intuition a little bit more. So, Patty, it's like, what would you say? Because I know you work a lot with, you know, organizations and companies and teams and so on. How would an individual create psychological safety for themselves who work alone, like most entrepreneurs that I know? (laughs) And it's like, I don't want to put you on the spot. It's like, what are you asking me? (laughs) (laughs) You do. You did a good job today. how what would you recommend to people or what would you suggest to people uh, to create an environment of psychological safety for themselves yeah so like a huge part of psychological safety is being our authentic selves you know and that gets bandied around oh be your authentic self but really understanding who who we are and showing up as as who we are and we're we're comfortable doing that um you know then we're not trying to be somebody else yes okay because that's like trying to be someone else takes a whole lot of work a whole lot of energy that we can be (laughs) we can be we can be putting into something else you know and if we're trying to be everything to everybody um not everyone's going to want to work with patty no, not everyone's going to want to work with with Joanne, but yeah. we're going to attract the right people. So yes. that psychological safety, showing up as our authentic selves, so really understanding um, who we are, yes. uh, not not be afraid to speak up for what we believe in. Yes, um, it's huge for me. So even working with companies that you mm-hmm. know, I'll, I'll ask business owners to be psychologically yes. safe with me and be yes. challenge Patty, challenge the status quo. Yes, um, so. But I suppose for an entrepreneur is to to be open and honest with ourselves, show up as our as our true selves. Yeah. Um, so ask ourselves, oh, hang on, are you challenged the status quo here, Patty? Yes. Come on, let's let's do it. So yes. have, a, have a have a conversation with if you've got another team member. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would someone challenge um, Patty back? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think they would be the two. They would be the yeah. two areas. So you know, let's. How do I challenge myself? Yes, okay. so, exactly. Um, and I suppose your journaling technique could be great for something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, write yourself as if it's a team member. Yeah, <laughs> challenging yeah. you. 
challenging you and you know I'm not you know because sometimes we can be you know uh, sometimes we can it can mm. be easy we, mm. we we can be easy in ourselves going yeah. actually you know what that piece of work is it's okay yes um whereas you know if we've got you know patty number two going yeah. actually patty that piece of work Yes. That's, yeah. that's really not you your best come on come on you, you can do better yes um, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah because it is it's luckily in the work that i'm in like because i'm meeting so many teams funny people yes. i don't yeah. feel lonely because yes. i'm i'm no. a people person yeah, yeah. um exactly. but yes i need and hence yeah. I, you do need a coach someone to yeah. check in and go yeah. come on buddy yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I have I have to say on that note, and this is not a, a shameless plug, but <laughs> that is one of the reasons I started the Superpreneur Mastermind years ago, was to offer a space for entrepreneurs to link into, you know, for to each other, and that's why I still have the mastermind is for people to, you know, entrepreneurs to have that space where they can be challenged, and unfortunately, I'm always the one challenging people. <laughs> so if any of my superpreneurs listening, you know what I mean. <laughs> So, so it's like you know but it is it's it's so good to surround yourself with like-minded people like-hearted people more so um and and you know to, for you know for us to be challenged but also it, it it creates an environment to grow because if we're not challenged we don't grow you know so i think it's yeah you you make two really valid points you know be your authentic self and you you know me patty i'm i'm all about that too yeah i i totally believe yeah it's too much work to try and be somebody else <laughs> it really is it's like yeah yeah work becomes way easier if we can just turn up ourselves and also yeah challenge you know challenge yourself you know and bring yourself to task you know in a in a kind and hearted way <laughs> yeah we don't beat ourselves up so it's, yeah it is, it is about being kind it's being kind to ourselves but yeah. just be careful on might be too kind yes going, oh, oh totally yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that we stay yeah. in that comfort zone yeah, yeah. Mm. and I, I think that's why um you know for you like you say you often meet teams and so on so you get that feedback you know from companies or teams that you work with um but if you are a, a entrepreneur that works by yourself I would highly recommend that you plug into a group of people where you can keep growing that you're challenged that keeps you accountable to your goals because that's mm. the other thing it's great to to work on your own schedule I love that you know I love the fact mm. that I can on a Monday afternoon go out kayaking if I want to, yeah. you know, <laughs> and be back in time for my next call. I love that I can do that. But also it comes with that thing of Asher, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. Asher, ah, I'll do it next week. Yeah. You know, we, we can bat our goals down the line. And because there's nobody keeping us accountable. <laughs> so you know, having a group um like that is you know, I find that even just including me, you know, I would voice what my goal is for the month or whatever and purely just for the fact that I said it out loud to other people makes me do it <laughs> you know because it's like they're going to ask me about it when it's not done <laughs> yeah and, and plus plus with the group you've got that so here's your connection piece yes I've yeah, got connected totally. to totally. I've got connected with all these other people yeah. who helped me to connect with my goal yes goals absolutely challenge my goals challenge my way of thinking yes. so it's yes that's you know it's hugely important we you know we, yeah we can't do this stuff alone no no you know no yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely mm. absolutely no i so agree with you patty it's been such a big 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 pleasure i am yes. so delighted <laughs> that we had this conversation thank you so much 
Thank you for having me, Joanne. Yeah, yeah, I was super. It's, really it's enjoyed always catching up. so lovely to connect to you. You just, mm. um, yeah, a, a guy that's just himself and, you know, shares so generously um, from your heart. I, I totally am honored to know you. So thank you so much. Likewise, Joanne. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Let's Get Into It Coaching Podcast. I just loved sharing with you today. And I truly believe that our intuition is one of our most important tools to help guide us on our journey through life. Join me again on the next episode when we will talk about more ways we can increase our intuitive intelligence. This is your host, Joanne McMillan from joanne.ie. And until next time, let's stay into it.